Welcome to Dress to Manifest, a podcast for ambitious women who are ready to embody their best self through style and make their dreams a reality. I'm your host, Ariel Brittany, a personal stylist and confidence coach with a compassionate, intuitive, and spiritual approach to styling. I help heart-centered leaders and entrepreneurs shine in an authentic, aligned style that cultivates magnetic confidence and joy. Let's dress to manifest. Welcome to Dress to Manifest. I am so excited to have an amazing guest on here with me. Her name is Sophia Palace, and we found each other like a faded serendipitous Pinterest meet cute on the interwebs across the ocean because she is based in Australia and I am just so glad that we met because she works with business astrology. She is an uh, astrologer, copywriter, and intuitive business strategist who guides online entrepreneurs back to their soul gifts and innate communication style. Sophia combines her 15 plus years experience as a marketing expert for big brands and entrepreneurs with a secret weapon. She taps into the ancient wisdom of astrology to elevate brand messaging, unlock business flow, and ultimately allow you to attract and multiply your dreamiest clients. Perpetually curious about the big questions, Sophia started exploring astrology at a young age, but her Capricornian skepticism got in the way. It wasn't until her life and business imploded in 2019 that she was drawn back in and forever changed by what she discovered about herself through astrology. And I totally resonate with Sophia's story, being a Capricorn rising myself, who resisted her Scorpio moon in midheaven for a while until young adulthood. <laughs> and we both help so many amazing leaders show up in a heart-centered way in their business. So that is where our overlap is. And I'm so excited to introduce her to all of you and welcome, Sophia. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This is very, very exciting. Yes. I had the um, honor of being on her podcast as well. We talked all about style. You are going to definitely want to check her podcast, Cosmic Business Breakthrough, with more insights on using the power of astrology in your business. And I'm excited to share more of her wisdom here. So my first question for you, Sophia, is how did you first fall in love with astrology, especially with that story that I so resonated with, with our shared Capricornian energy? Yes. Well, like I, like my bio says, I guess I was always into astrology. Um, you know, I was one of those, one of those teenagers that I think you experienced the same thing where it was like, you know, you really get into it. You're telling all your friends, you know, about their horoscope and about who they should date and, you know, what they should look out for and what their personality is like. And I was always into that. And, and I just, it was just kind of a thing that I did. And then I, you know, I went to university and I did a bit of psychology and that kind of thing at uni, but I came out as a journalist who was pretty, like skeptical of (laughs) all of that stuff. It was like, I have to let this go now if I'm going to be taken seriously in my, in my career, my serious news career. And so off I went as a journo and as we call them here um, and, and, you know, did my cadetship and all my, my news training. And I went and, you know, I met, someone else through my work. We ended up getting married. We ended up having two kids and that was all great until one day I realized that my marriage was over and it came to me as a bit of a shock. It all happened as a bit of a shock in 2019. Now I'm, I know I'm an astrologer. I recognize the transit that I was experiencing at that time (laughs) and it all makes sense to me, but it was like my life had been building up to this you know, I was building this very Capricornian life. It was like following the path, doing the things I thought I was supposed to do. And then everything changed. Mm-hmm. It was a Uranus transit, just to be clear. <laughs> so, oh, that makes so much sense. Um, <laughs> and, and then basically I was floundering around for a bit. I was like, okay, what what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to be? Who am I? Like all of this time I was building this, this identity and I was kind of then a bit lost. 
about, you know, who I was. And one of my beautiful friends said to me, oh, I know this great psychic astrologer. You should go and have a have a chat to her. Maybe she'll give you a bit of direction. Maybe you'll feel a little more, you know, comforted. Mm-hmm. So off I went. On, it was actually a, a Skype call. It was a really grainy Skype call. And this this call with this um, shamanic astrologer and she was she just read my chart in such a beautiful way. I felt so seen in that moment. I was like, yes, this is it. This is who I am. All of these things are now making so much more sense to me. Like, you know, why I loved astrology as a teenager and why this happens or why these kinds of people are drawn to me and why I love this kind of thing. And, you know, all of that stuff started to make sense. I de- never knew about my rising. I never understood about my rising sign, my moon sign, all of that stuff. But not just that. There were so many, there's, as you know, so many layers to astrology. And she just, she just, in this really gentle way, just laid it all out for me. And I was like, oh my God, this is it. And it took me a while and I went and I actually started doing my own research and then I went and saw another astrologer as well. And, you know, I started learning and I thought to myself how powerful this would be for my clients because as a copywriter, which I was, you know, deep in my copywriting marketing business at that time, you're you're getting into somebody else's head all the time. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of purpose. You have to get into somebody else's head to be able to write like them, to be able to market them. And I thought, what if I could do this for my clients? That would be amazing because I would be able to draw out all of this juicy stuff. Maybe I should work with an astrologer, like, you know, we should partner up. And then I thought, actually, I'd really like to do it myself. So that was when I started kind of going deep into my own astrology training and really into the rabbit hole and started doing readings for people and that kind of thing. And then it, it became just this natural extension of my business, I guess. It was just like, of course, that makes total sense now. It just sounds like this incredible, unnatural, this incredible, like supernaturally supported unfolding like yes. just everything, like I'm just seeing like the puzzle pieces falling into place. And I really love how you at first thought, oh, maybe I should partner with an astrologer. And then mm. you decided, no, this is something that lights me up and I'm going to do that myself. And yes, I think that it's really amazing that you called like copywriting, like this, this like embodiment sort of mm. practice, really, like you really have to be in somebody's mind you have to really be looking from their perspective to write and I really relate to that with styling where Mm. it's so much about like trying to tap into a person's essence and really try to see things from their perspective and I I really love that it because it's like yeah I just see that really beautiful overlap and that is that really cool connection with the inner and the outer world that astrology really helps us to see and put language to absolutely yeah it is it is a it was a beautiful unfolding as you say it was like there were a lot of like moments along the way where I was like what are you doing um because I thought I think when you come from a really traditional background like a corporate background or you know in my case a news and media background. Mm -hmm. I wasn't in news all that time. I did end up in public relations as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But you, you kind of go, wait, what are people going to think if I start talking about astrology? Like (laughs) (laughs) it's a moment or a few. And I had to really um, coach myself through those moments of like, no, this is it. This makes sense to me. It doesn't have to make sense to everybody because it only has to make sense to me and my clients. That's it, you know, the people that I serve. So um, for me and for them, it works really well. (laughs) So that's great. I definitely had that experience, like that juncture in my path as well in shifting my brand from one where I was, yes, a stylist and helping people in their business and then eventually starting to 
experience my own spiritual awakening and kind of Mm. natural unfolding of everything that was already within me just like all of that magic like and all of that intuitive astrology knowledge was already within you as well all this time just laying dormant waiting for us to call upon it and I'm curious like um I because I know it's my Scorpio energy that really um pushed it out Mm. of me I'm curious was there anything in your birth chart that you saw that you were like oh yeah that is really what supported me in this transition and really adding the spiritual aspect to my business it's always the Scorpio isn't it yes (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah I think it was it was discovery it was discovering my Scorpio actually Scorpio for you too that yeah that that really made me go yeah of course this makes total sense and um you know I also have a lot of planets in the eighth house so um and the ninth eighth and ninth uh like you know where my career planets are so to me um it made a lot of sense to be diving deeper into the psychological part of the work that I do um it always was the part the area that was most interesting to me it was always a subject I was most interested in mm-hmm. whether I was you know whether I was reporting on something or, you know, whatever I was doing in my work, um, I was always drawn to that kind of beneath the surface part of people and wanting to understand their motivation. I was actually a court reporter for a while and it always fascinated me why people would do what they would do and how people would end up in these situations. Um, and I thought I would start, I studied law after that. I th- when I was, you know, this was in the early stage of my career, I was like, oh, maybe I need to do, maybe law is where I'm supposed to be. Um, but, but astrology and psych- the psychological part of astrology makes so much more sense to me. So yeah, really diving into the, um, the eighth house, but also um, I have, you know, my midheaven is, is ruled by Saturn and my Saturn is in Scorpio. My Venus is in Scorpio. So, you know, I love Scorpio things. I value Scorpio things. And also, you know, my my karmic work, I suppose, mm-hmm. is within that subject realm. People come to me for that Scorpionic wisdom, I suppose, that ability to go, to look beneath the surface. So, yeah. I love that because it's like, it's giving business detective, like, you know, Scorpio energy, always like trying to investigate like the PI of the Zodiac mixed with that Capricornian, just always known as the big boss sort of energy. (laughs) So it's like, you are this psychological, like astrology PI looking under the surface, seeing like what is really going on in people's business and I think that Mm. it's so important in messaging because it's just that's absolutely foundational to people's business is how we communicate because we can have all this magic in the world but then you know things happen maybe we have certain thoughts or limiting beliefs we're still in the Mm. midst of overcoming and you know Scorpio energy is so about shadow acceptance shadow integration And just being like, no, we don't need to be fully healed before we show up. We are always Mm. worthy. Like we don't have to necessarily fix all these things. So how do we just look at what we have now, know that Mm. it's enough and try to communicate it? Because sometimes I think that when we have all those thoughts about our business or about ourselves or what season we're at, it's easy Mm. to get tongue tied. So what you do so needed. And I was just curious that, um, in supporting your clients with their communication, specifically, you said their innate communication, which I think is beautiful. Mm. It's already there. It's already existing because I feel the same way with style. style. I feel like we're like these um, extractors of truth that's already within. Yes. And do you notice like certain patterns with different uh, signs? Maybe it's a certain rhythm of speaking specific language or a cadence and how they write or show up or how they're trying to and how does that go in trying to be that extractor of truth for them yeah that's a really good question in terms of you you know how people 
how people speak. I think that comes down a lot to their Mercury style as well. So that where their Mercury is placed. Um, so I would say I do have quite a few clients with a Gemini rising. Like if we're thinking about different rising signs style of communicating, mm -hmm. there is definitely like I noticed with the Gemini rising that there is that need to be in constant communication with their audience. Like there is that need to like constantly flow the information through, right? Oh, yeah. And potentially be more prolific in the communication. So like, you know, they're more comfortable with more email. <laughs> you know, they're <laughs> kind so of, true. you know, they're, they're more comfortable with social media or like with more posting, like it's, it's natural. Whereas, you know, the, the more earthy or the water signs are more like, with a little bit more held back or withdrawn from like, do I really have to email people that often? Or, you know, like, do I really have to post so often? Or, you know, that kind of thing is definitely comes through. But I, I often see it reflected more with their Mercury. Like what is their actual, where is that planet? You know, what sign is the Mercury in? Because that's going to indicate to me, how quickly they're thinking, how I'm processing, then putting it out into the world. So, you know, entrepreneurs with an Aries Mercury will be very, very direct in their speech. So when I've written for clients with Aries Mercury, you can kind of be a little bit more, what we, you know, brassy or, or like bold in your speech. Like, it's just like, oh yeah, yeah absolutely. Just, you know, throw it out. They love it. They're just like, you Nike. know, they throw just out those controversial <laughs> statements. Exactly. It's just do it. It's like, let's get this, this stuff out. Let's talk about this stuff. Let's not hold back. It's a very like, just move forward kind of energy. And they can also be very prolific in terms of like the amount of content that they want to generate. It's like, now I've got this idea. Now I've got this idea. Like, it's really oh, like, yeah. you know, it, they get the inspiration and they want to put it out straight away. And for me as a Capricorn Mercury, sometimes I have to really like, I'm really like, oh, okay, you're ready to go. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I, I sometimes think that's a really good balance if, you know, when you're working on somebody's team, it's like, oh, right, okay, they want to go really fast, but I'm going to ground it down for them and make sure that this is the message they really want to put out there. Mm -hmm. So there is that nice balance. Um, for, um, I'm just trying to think of other, examples of clients yeah definitely for cap for other capricorn mercury signs sign people or entrepreneurs i noticed that they are much more like let me think about this let me percolate let me give me a night it's mm -hmm. not necessarily that they're not prepared to say the controversial things because you know capricorns are willing to like put the stuff out there but as long as it can't, as long as it's been well processed and thought through first, they're not going to go and just have an idea and then put it straight out there. They're going to have to process it. And that, that, that's true for all earth sign Mercury's, um, even Virgo, although Virgo tends to be a little quicker because it is a Mercury mm -hmm. sign, they can be a little, they can be a little faster, but they're also very detail oriented. So, you know, checking everything. The editors um, of the yeah. yes <laughs> yes yes and quite and and not that they're like it's more that they're quite precise yeah precise mm -hmm. in in wait is that the, is that the exactly right word <laughs> to use <laughs> you know mm -hmm. um that's that's often the way but you know I I do find in business a lot of my clients tend to be that more um fiery mercury they tend to be like they'll tend to be Sagittarius Aries or Leo Mercury so it's like Ooh. and maybe I think I maybe I attract that because I'm an earthy Mercury and so there is that natural balance there do you know what I mean like the they that that's actually what draws them to me is knowing that I'm going to be able to ground their ideas down a little bit um yeah, As Leo Mercury, of... I, I can agree to that. I can attest to yeah. that being like something <laughs> that a fire Mercury would crave. Yes. yes. Oh so yeah, so that would be that would be kind of like how the when I'm when I'm writing for someone, that's what I notice. But but yeah, a lot of the work that I do now is more about yeah, helping people find that natural style or that innate style. It's like 
you know, how do we bring, how do we actually bring more of the Leo Mercury out into your copy? Like, does this, is this really, is, is this way of writing, are you writing like this or doing your content like this because you think it's what people want or what you've seen somebody else in your industry do? Mm. Or is it because you actually want to write like that or you actually want to present yourself like that? I think, I think so often in, especially in online business, we are following trends, we are following influencers, we are following the people who've come before us, right? You know, so we think we'll do it like this, we'll do a launch like this, or we'll do this like this because so-and-so did it and it worked for them. But we're not actually tapping into what is going to work best for me? What is going to show my style, my, you know, my sparkle in in what I have to offer best. So, yeah. Yes. Like a guiding back to our own truth. And I love that you mentioned launch style because I did listen to your podcast episode about discovering your launch style based on astrology. And I think that that's the ultimate kind of Olympics for online business owners is launching. (laughs) And then that all has to do with you know, communication. So mm. I'm curious of, of um, with specific launch styles, even though I've heard it, um, how did you kind of recognize that in your clients? How did you start to notice those patterns at, with mm. your Scorpio PI skills and kind of just connect the dots for your clients with their launch style? Because I think that that is so needed, especially for mm. entrepreneurs, because launch launching is a it can be it can bring up a lot of stress and anxiety um and to be able to like you said look within instead of looking um externally for that self-care and support uh would Mm. it's just really it would be really helpful yeah yes I think what I had noticed from my original you know copywriting marketing launching business was I was work I was obviously writing a lot of launch copy and working with people on planning out their, you know, their launch strategy and, you know, how they were going to show up. So whether they were going to do a kind of webinar style event for their launch or whether they were going to do a challenge or whether they were going to do email only or, you know, what, how were they actually going to get their thing out into the world? And and interestingly, when I was in, before I was in online business, when I was in public relations or PR, I used to run launches for, you know, big brands and things like, you know, actually mm-hmm. the launch events, right? And that that's kind of different because obviously you're working with an organization or a brand, you're not working with a personal brand. And I think when you are a personal brand, when you're when you're when you're a biz, big business, when you're a big business brand, you have a whole support team to get you through that launch, right? You have a whole system of people who have play individual roles in that launch and they go and do their thing. But when it's you and it's all on you to show up and to make the launch happen, like it's your brand, then you need to do what's going to work best for you so that you can actually maintain your energy because a launch is not like a show up one day and that's it. You have to show up consistently during that launch period for, you know, sometimes one of my clients does six week long launches. Oh my God. And that, yeah, not many people do that. (laughs) Not many people do that, but some people will show up for six weeks. If they're selling high ticket, particularly they will show up for longer because when it's a high ticket sale, people take a bit longer to make that kind of investment, that kind of decision. So having a six week launch period can be required. But sometimes, most of the time, it's like you have to at least show up for two weeks, right? <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, gotta bring people in. But that's not counting the pre-launch as well and all the things that go into like getting people onto your list and making sure they know who you are and all of that sort of thing. So, what I had noticed was people were either really nervous and scared of launching and they would come to me going oh I've got to launch again and I really I really don't want to and what if it doesn't work and how am I gonna I don't know if if I'm gonna feel good and you know all of those not 
natural fears that we have, but it's like amplified at launch time. So when I got into this whole astrology side of things, I was like, okay, how can we make this easier for people? And what I what I think is really good to know about yourself in the launch for launching, but in business in general, but particularly when it comes to launching is your moon sign. You know, what does your moon need? What does your emotional support system need, your subconscious? What does that need from you during this time that you need to be visible, that you need to be hyper-visible in some cases? How are you going to manage yourself, your emotional energy during that time? So if you can understand that about yourself, that's super helpful. So... Um, you know, if, for, for example, if you have an air moon sign, you know, you often probably get stuck in your thoughts. There's a lot going on there. You know, there's a lot of mental energy. How are you going to ground that back down? How are you going to calm the mind during the launch period? Because you have this like extra heightened stuff going on. So, you know, can you make sure that you have time for meditation, breath work, all of those things, build that into your structure. Um, can you pre-prepare content? I, I would suggest for everybody to pre-prepare content if you can, but I do know the fire sign, you know, fire sign moons, the fire sign mercuries do love the spontaneous lives. They do mm-hmm. love to just get on there and say, I've got this idea. I want to talk about it. Or, you know, this has come to me. Let's talk about it. So, you know, particularly for those, particularly for the water and earth moons, pre-preparing is really important to, to make your, to help your nervous system be comfortable with the whole process. Making sure you build in activities that are going to support your nervous system and support your emotional regulation. You know, if you, if for instance, you have a fire sign moon, you really want to be exercising or getting that energy out some way. You don't want to be stuck at your computer all the time. That's going to drain you. You need to be able to get out and, you know, burn off some of that emotional residue. Um, if you're a if you're a water sign moon, you're going to need plenty of space. You're going to, to process the emotions that come up for you and you're going to want to maybe move it through your body as well in a different way. You know, maybe there's some body work, yoga, or even swimming, you know, things like that to help you help you calm yourself. Um, as I said, with air sign moons, definitely calming the mind is, is key. And with earth sign moons, I think there's a real need to feel things through your body like actually and also particularly like for a Taurus moon for example really making sure you're honoring your space the sacred space that you're in because it's very much about the physical senses right for earth sign moons but particularly a Taurus moon making sure you have a beautiful setup for when you're doing your you know, when you're, when you're getting visible, making sure you have the foods and the drinks that are nourishing your body. I know that that's important for every moon sign, but particularly those earth moon signs who are really so connected in with Mm. how their body is feeling and, and processing emotions in that very physical way. And, you know, maybe they need, maybe they need to book massages in the time of their launch, you know, just to support themselves, give themselves that extra support to get through that time that can be really really helpful this is gold everybody wow it's this is all so so helpful like because I also see that in looking at the moon sign because I look at the moon sign in the lens of how to support yourself through style and I could just see this gorgeous overlap where I'm like oh yes my earth moons do love wearing a great cozy fit during a like during um any time in business that might feel a little bit activating or triggering or I'll see oh yes my fire signs do love even in the way that they communicate what they want to just send Mm. me a quick voice note let me know how it is um and their Mm. mercury is in fire even maybe they're rising and it's just so cool to see how our our 
different parts and facets show up and reflect and refract depending on the different topics, but it's all within the same yeah. energy. It's all who we are already. And it's tapping back into that innate truth and really accessing that flow that you mentioned, which is a really mm. beautiful outcome that your clients get from working with you is you said, um, unlocking business flow. And I'd love to know like your definition of that and what that means to you unlocking business flow, because all the water energy in me is like lighting up with the idea of business <laughs> and flow together. Yes. We all want a bit more flow, I think in our lives in general. Uh, but the way that I see that the whole concept of business flow, it's really about being in alignment, right? It's really about, am I doing the things that are in alignment with my natural energy? And that's, that's, that's not only based on your natal chart, you know, how you naturally work, right? But also how then the transits or whatever progression or whatever, you know, perfection you're experiencing, how that's playing out for you as well, because you're going to feel very different in, you know, at a time when you're having a major astrological transit, then, you know, when you're just cruising along or you've got a lovely Jupiter transit, for instance, you know, things are going to feel different and you need to work in alignment with not only your natal or natural energy, but also with the energy that is impacting you at that time. So what I think, what I, what I mean by that business flow is really recognizing what's going on in your chart. So really going, okay, for instance, planning out your year, which is something I do with a lot of my clients. I plan out, you know, we strategically map out the next six months to a year in their business and thinking about, okay, what are the things that I have to launch? What are the things I have to promote? Where do I want to have rest breaks? You know, what are, what other plans have I got? Like just generally, like what's going on in my life? And then, you know, how are we going to strategically map out these launch periods to fit around that and also to make the most of the cosmic energy to support you to do those things. So, and to get into that flow state, because if you can, if you try and launch at a time when you're, you know, at a difficult, for instance, a difficult moon, you know, like I love to start with the moon again, coming back to the moon, because the moon is kind of what keeps us in that flow as well. We're like, we're following that phases. We're following the, the cycle oh, of the moon each month. Mm -hmm. And so being aware of the moon is a game changer in business because, and being aware of your natal moon energy. So for instance, what phase of the moon you were born under can really then shift how you flow with the month. So if I, if you know you're a full moon person, like you were born at a full moon phase, then absolutely make your launch events around the full moon phase, you will be in alignment with that energy. You will feel great. You will be vibrant. You will be energized by that full moon energy. If you're a new moon person, however, that full moon energy might feel really intense for you. It might not be your best time to launch. Although I do tend to think that the way everybody works is that we follow nat like naturally, like in terms of mundane astrology, like, you know, what's going on out in the world. We do follow that cycle of like, okay, full moons tend to be a good time for set for open cart periods, you know, leading up to a full moon tends to be always a good time for an open cart period because at the climax at the full moon, we feel this natural urge to complete something to finish to, if we've been following along for, for a launch for a, like for a sales period, we're like, oh yeah, now I've got to, like, it feels good. It feels good for me to say yes to this now. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that the people who aren't interested are going to buy. It just like, it gives the people that are interested the right energy to complete the sale. So I do like having open carts around a full moon. I do like, I do like beginning a launch after a new moon because it has that lovely energy. But in terms of like when you're running your actual event, I I always encourage people to think about their own 
natal moon phase Mm -hmm. and where that sits because you will feel more in alignment with your natural energy so with your so for instance you know I'm a third quarter waning moon I'm a third quarter disseminating moon person so for me I actually feel quite good around that like end of the moon phase like end of the end of the moon cycle just before it goes just before it goes balsamic or before you know before we get to the dark moon I'm actually quite okay with that time I feel creative I feel inspired all of that stuff so it can be a really either a good time to create content or a good time to run an event for me right it's not going to be the same for everyone that for some people that time is a really depleting time because it's the disseminating phase especially if you if you're born at a a waning moon phase that time might feel a little bit more like challenging for you so just getting to know those cycles and just noticing what the moon's doing and how you're feeling about it changes everything in business because you get into that natural flow and you can work with that natural flow It doesn't mean that every time you launch, it's all going to line up perfectly, but it does mean that you can draw on your energy when it's available, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. It gives like that extra energetic boost, like that nudge to those Mm. who are already thinking about signing up or um, like I'm imagining like wind beneath your wings supporting you. It just helps you take off easier from your launch or whatever you're planning out and Mm. it's really it's really lovely it's it's like looking at the energies at play like astrological weather and just planning accordingly like here's the umbrella here is (laughs) the hat to shade me from the hot hot sun and doing that with the energies at play and yeah I a thousand percent agree about living with the moon, living according to the moon, because I remember when I started doing that, everything just really clicked into place for me as far as just my own self-awareness around my emotions, especially having a water moon myself. And Mm -hmm. I think it only Mm -hmm. makes so much sense that to tap into business flow, like you said, that we would go towards the moon. I mean, the moon it helps mm. pull the tides and mm. we are part of nature ourselves. It We are so much made up of water that I think it yes. only makes natural sense that we're going to have so much, uh, so much impact from the moon in our own daily lives. So that is, yes. that is amazing. And so, like you said, it all it all really depends on our own personal birth chart and mm. what feels good to somebody like who might've been born in like a Mercury retrograde, that's going to feel so yes. different to another person. But yes. for all of those who are starting to learn about astrology and especially for clients who are just diving into their own birth charts, what suggestions do you have for navigating those more challenging transits? Like, a Saturn mm. return or a Mercury retrogrades, <laughs> like somebody's, oh my gosh, Sophia, I wanted to yeah. launch here, but then this is going on and then a Mars retrograde is going to start. I'm just yeah. curious because, you know, we need to still go about, and I always tell people it's not about doing yes. we still have to live out our lives, but I That's guess right. if this is all astrological weather, which it is, how do we hand um, our people their umbrellas and arm them and keep them prepared mm. for the weather at play? Yeah, such a such a juicy topic this is because you don't want to be afraid. Life business has to go on. You have to still be able to do your business activities with confidence, right? This isn't about you going, oh no, I definitely can't launch then or that will be bad. That's that's not the way we want to play things out when we're when we're working with astrology and business. What what you really want to think about is okay, this energy is is happening for me or for everyone. How am I going to work with that energy instead of pushing against it? So Mercury retrograde is a great example. Whether or not you have Mercury retrograde in your natal chart, retrogrades are 
a magical time. They're actually a really magical time for us because it is all about revision. It's all about, you know, recalibration, a retrograde, whatever planet it is, whether it's Mercury, Mars or Venus. Um, though, I mean, I'm just, I really only focus on those personal planets because I think the the more um, further out, like the Saturn retrogrades, the Jupiter retrogrades, they have less effect on our day-to-day activities than mm-hmm. the personal planets do. Yes, they do have an effect, but it's it's not quite as obvious as the personal planets. Um, we often feel them much more potently in our lives and businesses. So when a retrograde period comes along, what I want you to consider is where have I, where do I need to recalibrate? or revise something. Mm. And so with Mercury, it's often in your systems, in your communication and technology, right? So this is why when people launch during a Mercury retrograde, often links break or, you know, Zoom doesn't work properly or something happens. Oh, I've seen it. (laughs) That feels like it's out of your control. And Mm -hmm. you're like, why is this happening? And really it's a brilliant lesson in business, A, that you can't control everything because that's what Mercury is really trying to tell you. It's like, hey, guess what? You have no control over what Zoom does. Like really you don't, you know, you have no control over the internet. Like you're just working with it. This is a tool in your business. How are you going to get smarter about how you do business? How are you going to manage if that happens? And so it's like, it's just a lesson for you, isn't it? Or it's a recalibration. Okay, well, Zoom didn't work for me then. What was my backup plan? Or did I manage to make it work anyway? Because that's brilliant. A lot of people who experience like this major challenge, you know, like Facebook kicks, they're they're in the middle of a Facebook live in their challenge or whatever. And Facebook kicks them out and Facebook kicks them out again and Facebook kicks them out again. And they have to really go, oh, you know, what am I going to do to fix this problem? How am I going to get people onto Zoom or whatever? I, you know, how am I going to move people across? And they have to be really creative and they have to completely recalibrate right then and there, right? Like, (laughs) how am I going to fix this? And yes, that feels really hard at the time, but it's also like this beautiful business lesson because we have to be adaptable and we have to be able to roll with it. We have to be able to find a way around and to not just you know give up when we're faced with a challenge all it's all it's giving us is an opportunity to revise and recalibrate it's not bad you know so it may affect you less if you're born during that retro if you were born natally during a retrograde um however you know sometimes it just it just happens it's all for it's all for our you know? learning exactly That's I think it. that some of my um most like I think soul aligned pivots or even just breakthroughs around mm. my business definitely would happen when I took the time to mm. tune in during retrogrades like Mars yeah, retrogrades, it also slows you down Mercury retrogrades yeah. yeah slows you down slows your mm. roll and I especially with Mercury retrograde I always think of Mercury as like the zippy kind of playful mm. chaotic fairy that kind of just shake things shakes yes. things up but it never breaks anything that wasn't already loose to begin exactly. with exactly exactly yeah and it's just going yeah. adapt adapt come on adapt <laughs> yes yeah so it yeah I think Mercury retrograde is great for like yes yeah, slowing down and rethinking or revising something. So if you're not launching, Mercury retrograde times are a beautiful time to revise your, maybe even your launch strategy. It's like a time Ooh. to kind of go back over what you've done before and what, what's not worked. It's a great time to fix your tech, like as in not to necessarily go buy technology, like don't go necessarily <laughs> buy a new computer when mm-hmm. Mercury's retrograde. But it is a great time to go, okay, what is broken or what could break in my system? What do I need to check? 
you know, think about those things because it's allowing you that little extra, it's slowing things down a little bit so that you can kind of go back and check, go back and check that, go back and fix that. Um, and ideally if your tech has, you know, if you, if your laptop has died or something like that, wait until the Mercury retrograde's over before you go and buy something. <laughs> However, um, you know, sometimes these things happen. I think during a retrograde, you've just got to be that extra bit careful about whatever you're buying, selling, signing, that kind of thing. Those are like the three things, buying, selling, and signing. I would say it doesn't mean you can't do those things. It just means that you have to be more vigilant in mm. those times. And because, yeah, the trickster, the little, <laughs> the sneaky little Mercury fairy is there to kind of like catch you out a little bit in, you know, if you're not paying attention. It's like, are you paying attention? Um, and But also there's a lesson there in control and how much control you really have over things. Um, so that's what I love Mercury for. It's like, okay, yep. I actually, especially as a Taurus rising, who yes, <laughs> feels the need to control energy. a lot. It's like, oh yeah, okay, no, I can't actually control that. Okay, cool. There's a little bit of recalibration that has to go on in that sense too. Um, when it comes to things like Mars retrogrades and Venus, that's a little that's a little trickier. Like I've got to be honest, Mercury retrogrades, we can handle pretty easily. I've had plenty of clients launch in Mercury retrograde. And as long as you're aware of that energy and you can work with it, things will, mm-hmm. things will flow. It might feel a little more like, you know, bumpy or. I, bumpy was the word I was thinking too. I, I imagine like yeah. when you're kind of speeding over a speed bump too fast, like mm. you you can still yes. go, but it's just like, oh God, that was a little bit. Yeah. Whoa. Was a little... Oh, just that was a near miss or That's like startled. that was a bit, that was, that was a, yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. Um, yeah. When Mars is retrograde, particularly if you have like a Mars ruled chart, you know, like, so I work with traditional astrology. So that would be someone with a Scorpio rising or an Aries rising would both be ruled by Mars. Mm -hmm. Or if you've got a really strong Mars chart, or even if your midheaven is in a Marsy area. Ruled by Mars. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think that you probably feel those retrogrades a little more in terms of your drive and motivation for what you're doing, maybe a little bit less at that time, or you, you know, you might find your energy is a little affected by that retrograde period. I was going to say energy. I feel like I definitely, as a Scorpio midheaven, get so much more impacted by Mars retrograde personally than Mercury retrogrades. And I always feel like a limp noodle during those times. I'm just like (laughs) on the couch, just like strewn out. And those definitely hit me, I would say more Mm. uh, than the traditional you know, kind of stereotypes around Mercury retrograde, I feel like more so apply to me for Mars and, um, Mm. and for Venus retrograde, that's also really interesting because that one has so much to do with our, our money, our resources, our values and beauty and how we perceive ourselves and our brand. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So when Venus is retrograde, this is an interesting one for you because I think there's the potential when Venus is retrograde for us to see ourselves differently. You know, we, we have a different perception, as you say, of beauty, of value, of relationships, of all of these Venusian topics. Right. So, so it can be a more tricky time if you are thinking about doing a photo shoot or you're thinking about doing a rebrand because it's like, almost like you're not seeing yourself or your brand quite clearly, like there's mm-hmm. some, there's a little bit of like a fog around who you are. And sometimes that can mean that you want to do something drastic to change your appearance or you want to do, you want to like, you know. Oh my God. Yes. The Venus Leo when you're not like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You really want to like uh-huh. throw something out there that's really different, like, like set a style example. And then afterwards mm-hmm. you're like, I'm not sure about that. Um, So I think it's really good if you are doing any kind of rebranding or photo shoots or styling sessions that you do work with someone like you, especially if it's a Venus 
retrograde to make sure that you're not like just seeing things you know differently to how you normally would or how your natural style is because yeah it can kind of just cloud our um cloud our perception around aesthetic things particularly so don't buy art really like that kind of thing like buying furniture and art I was about to say furniture oh gosh that's like a very tedious sort of it's not like a just return to the store like like a piece of um clothing kind of thing (laughs) yeah a bit more that's a bit that's a bit different so yeah, yeah particularly and that that would be particularly more so for people who have venus ruled charts um you know like if you are a taurus or a libra rising um and also yeah people with a venus ruled midheaven if it's if it's a branding type situation or even people you know who just identify really strongly with that venus energy just yeah be extra be extra cautious about what you're changing in your branding at that time it's not to say you can't do a photo shoot or a rebrand it's just it's just again it's a recalibration energy and sometimes it's really good because it's like I've been doing this thing for so long you know presenting myself in a certain way but is that is that really the way that I want to be seen like it, it gives you that moment of reflection to go wait is this actually right or do I want to change something? And you can kind of sit with that. You don't have to go and take action on it immediately, which would be the caution. It's more like <laughs> mm-hmm. use that retrograde period to work with that energy to, you know, revise or recalibrate how you are expressing yourself, um, yes. you know, visually, aesthetically, all of that stuff. It is very, um, It. it I think that, it reminds me of those pictures where I don't know if you saw those growing up where it's that game where the image is really blurred and then it's getting clearer and clearer and then you have to guess what animal it is or something really quick. Um, mm. It kind of reminds me of that. That to me reminds me of Venus retrograde where mm. it's not that you're necessarily not allowed to explore that you're going in a wrong direction. Mm. You could be going in the right direction. It's just kind of like you're not seeing the full picture yet and it takes some patience and yes. discernment and being yeah intentional because I I think that um I'm pretty sure I did plan parts of some of my own photo shoots during Venus retrograde but mm. it again it retrogrades are a great time for mm. all of those beautiful rewords recalibration yeah. uh and reassessment and just going back and revising, doing it again. But it's also a good time for like relaxing and rebirthing <laughs> and all of those yeah. things take um a certain amount of, or not even a certain amount, a hopefully abundant amount of stillness mm. and presence. Uh, all of these things that if we're just rushing, rushing, rushing to get something done, it's like, mm. oh my gosh, was that even the race like I wanted to finish? Is that even the direction I was meant to run towards? And yeah. um, just giving it that extra time to marinate and and sit and just really like luxuriate and go, okay, is this really where I want to yeah. go? I think it's, it's very it's so important. That's very Venus, right? That's very Venus to to actually use that, like to actually tap into that Venus energy of like, I don't have to push forward. Venus doesn't really want that from you. It's not Mars. That's what Mars wants. Mars wants you to go, go, go. Venus wants you to sit back and think and, you know, relax and luxuriate and, you know, all of those words you just use. So, yeah, tap into that Venus energy when it's retrograde, like work with that energy. I think that's a really it's a really juicy and powerful thing to do in life and business if you can just acknowledge that that's happening and then you know embrace it really just yeah you know, sometimes flow the, with it sometimes the current will carry you where you wanted to go or maybe even somewhere mm. better so just kind of yeah. but it takes like the stillness and like floating mm. and not resisting and just yeah letting it carry us and support us mm. and trusting that we will be supported yeah mm. yeah so I have one last question for you I want to be mindful of your time uh, but sure. I wonder, in your opinion, 
what to you is the most magnetic placement for attracting those dream clients, those soulmate clients, because there's so many. And I, as an astrologer too, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like there's the sun sign, there's the, you know, mid heaven, there's all of these, you know, gorgeous energies at play. But, mm. and I think that this answer could be really different for each person and how mm. they resonate with their own birth chart. But I guess like in your, in what you've seen within your own clients, maybe within your own birth yeah. chart, what have you experienced as being just like a source of magnetic power and just kind of that mm. bat signal into the sky calling in your community and just yeah yeah juiciness. Oh, this, is, this is a great this is a great question I love this and I think it's kind of similar to what you explained to me for brand for your for your styling right because I think and when you're talking about magnetism, it's really similar, right? Because you want to feel great in your yeah. in whatever your style is, what you're wearing, but also you want to feel great in your personal brand. And that is what's going to magnetize people. And it it's for me, the way I think of branding is not just how it looks, you know, like yes, I often when I'm working with clients, I get a vibe. I'm like, well, this kind of color, this kind of theme would really work for you but in terms of their messaging their brand messaging I think what makes you most magnetic what parts of your chart can make you when you go deeper into them can really bring out that unique edge to pull people or attract people towards you is the combination of your rising sign your midheaven and your venus so working particularly with those three things, that's what I found is it really gives you like that little bit of secret sauce, right? Like how do you pull those things out? And I think the beauty of working, of understanding astrology on a deeper level is that it's not necessarily just the surface level. So say we're going, okay, what's your rising sign? Then we look to the ruler of that rising sign. You know, we look to the planets for guidance. What are the planets doing? You know, where are the planets sitting? So it's like this multi-layered thing for me. But if on on the on the first level, your rising sign is always going to be your personality. It's always going to be how you naturally show up to people, how they remember you. So you, you can't really ignore that. That's really important. And and people often think they they think of their sun sign as being how people remember them, but having worked with astrology now for several years, I'm like, no, really, that's not it. That's not, mm -hmm. that's great. And it's a really important part of who you are, but your rising sign is actually what people will remember about you the most. And then the mid heaven in business is what people are naturally attracted to you for. It's what you're going for in your life. So what is that doing? Where is that sitting? What planet is it ruled by? How does that pop back in your chart? Like there's a bit of like a, you know, um, there's a bit of pinball that you got to play with the chart. Like where, <laughs> where is these going and that going? But the, the rising sign, the mid heaven, and of course the Venus, because the Venus is, your natural magnetism, right? That is the placement. That is what you value in others and what they value about you. So I think you can't ignore Venus in any kind of branding. Oh, never. I um, <laughs> And Venus. messaging. Yes. Yeah. We love Venus, right? But like, you know, you've really got to go back to that Venus and check, am I in alignment with what Venus wants for me, what my Venus wants, you know, am I using the language that my Venus values? That mm. kind of thing, like always kind of going back to that because like the, the three elements together will give you a really strong message, will, will clar help clarify your message. But Venus is ultimately, you know, the attractor planet, isn't it? So the yes. magnetic planet. So I think, you know, you can't um, leave her out of any kind of branding, messaging, styling experience. Like, yeah. I love Absolutely. that you shared like that kind of secret 
cosmic sauce formula because for me I love and adore Venus I have like a Venus altar with crystals and candles I put Venus on a throne and celebrate her every day of my life and <laughs> in my work that I really it's very Leo Venus of you I love very it. Leo, Leo Venus of me putting my Venus on a on a little on a throne, throne and yeah. carrying her through my <laughs> life and I yes I absolutely adore Venus and she's a huge part of every facet of my business and I feel just like being so I really love that you access magnetism in other ways too and Mm. create like that combination of like you said like that pinballing between Mm. all of these different placements that could really support us in a really professional way in a way that is Mm really integral to building our legacy which is such a Capricorn thing and such a Mm. (laughs) such an earthy thing and I I love that it all goes back to that and you know Venus also Mm. is so much about our resources Mm. and our money so Mm. she's right there she's right there to help us with all of those things as we build Mm. as we build our businesses Mm. yes yeah absolutely well thank you so much for just going so in depth and sharing your wisdom, your magic. I love your grounded, like earthy energy, but you also have (laughs) like that, yeah, that lovely Venus ruled uh, vibe to you where there's a lot of love and depth in how you really start to get to know your clients, harness their magic, uh, really tap into their innate truth and extract Mm. it and bring it out into the world and yeah, help build their legacy with it. So I love everything you shared. And I, you. I also, what I was seeing when you were speaking too was like, I, I saw rivers that were being like redirected into flow, but it's like you were giving it the direction, like that earth is on the sides mm. of the river to direct it <laughs> somewhere to keep it yeah. flowing, like that structure that. that creates that flow, that business flow that is necessary. Because mm. without the container, without the earthy qualities, like you know, water in a in a cup versus water splattered on the ground is so different. Yes. Like we need that in order to access our flow, that freedom mm. within that structure. So thank you so much yeah. for sharing all of this. I feel like you there's a lot of like pinging in my own head for different ways that I can also access my own birth chart in a new perspective to help with my own business and I'm sure the listeners are just dying to access their birth charts and reassess especially my entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. out there listening so um, how can they find you and how can they start to learn more about your business work with you and also listen to even more magical insights on your podcast yeah well that would be fantastic my my podcast as you said is called the cosmic business breakthrough um it's on apple you'll find it i'm i'll give you the link so if you like to pop it in the show notes um the main thing that i offer is what i call a cosmic business breakthrough session which is a 90 minute session where we explore your birth chart we dive deep into your business style, your, you know, your secret weapon, your, your, you know, brand source, all of that stuff, and really try and extract that for you and give you some great ideas for your messaging or your launches. Um, I do also offer longer strategy sessions, which some people really love just to get, like I said, into that, like, let's plan out the year. Let's get really clear on what you're doing. Um, and my, you know, my satin loves that stuff. I love a good, love a good plan and processes and all of that stuff. And I think it's really clarifying to work with someone on your business strategy, but, but also having someone to remind you of your Mm -hmm. natural flow and your natural style. So yeah, that's another way. And I will be bringing out more um, kind of workshops and courses and that sort of thing as I go I have a workshop currently called your cosmic business plan so that helps you to set up your year based on your own astrology chart and um, so that's a really kind of easy easy start if you're looking at working with astrology in your business Um, yeah that's 
those are the ways. So it's been such a joy to chat with you again. I love our chats now. Like this is, I'm so glad I found you on Pinterest and we connected in that beautiful serendipitous way. And um, I'm really excited to see what happens next in this cosmic business kind of (laughs) collaboration. Yes. And yes, shout out to Pinterest and for the spiritual, I really like believe that like the spiritual algorithm where it's kind of like when you see angel numbers, but you're really like, if a video comes up and I'm drawn to it, I will watch it. And same with the content, same with people that you find like some connections are really just really faded. And I really am so glad that we met and that we connected. And Mm. yes, we have a very um, unique, beautiful niche of helping people with their businesses through astrology. So I think that what we do is so special and such a unique thing to offer to the world. So I'm excited to see how we can help our people continue to thrive, to show up and be seen and shine. And Mm. it has been so fun. I really love talking all things astrology with you and just sharing our different insights and just um yeah pinging our ideas back and our observations back and forth because mm-hmm. it does feel really fun and affirming as an ast- astrologer to just be like oh my god I feel that energy too I know yes. that too and just be observers of the cosmos together mm. yeah that is beautiful love it yes well with that We will be saying farewell, but thank you so much for listening. You can find Sophia's contacts all in the links below. And yes, you're going to want to give her a follow and see all of the brilliant things she shares. And I will catch you next week. Thank you for tuning in. If you need guidance with your personal style, I'd love to help you with my one-on-one personal styling and confidence coaching services. Whether it's for an event, your everyday style, or a brand photo shoot, we get you ready to embody your next level of growth with true-to-you outfits you absolutely love. Check out my website at www.arielbrittany.com and follow me on Instagram at ariel.brittany. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next week. Dress to Manifest with Ariel Burney is a production by Yali Christina Podcast Services.